Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Glenda Lang. Hi, it is Linda here from ThoughtChange.com. We are exploring the mystical side of life once again this week. If you enjoy our conversations, remember to subscribe, share with a friend. I have had Dr. Q from the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute as my guest several times before, and I have had my own palm leaf reading done. I've had a number of listeners who have contacted me and inquired about my own readings. So I thought I would do an episode on my own naughty leaf reading. Let me tell you that the experience is totally mind-blowing to think that someone thousands of years ago took a snapshot of my life and recorded it for me, my past, my present, and my projected future is really, really mind-blowing. So I want to thank Dr. Q and the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute for making it possible to have a reading anywhere in the world. It's something I hadn't heard of before, and I don't know if I would have had a reading had I not been introduced to them. So shout out to Dr. Q and the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. So for me, I submitted my thumbprint and it took probably two and a half months before I heard back. The reading itself took, I believe, a little bit better than three hours. It was a lot. It was a long reading. The first part of the reading is called the matching process, where they go through each leaf in the book and match it with the circumstances in your life. So they'll ask you questions and you'll respond yes or no. The second it's a no, that leaf is not for you. So we went through a whole book and we're into the second book because I had two potential books that my leaf could be in. And it, it was tiring. I will say that it was tiring, surprisingly tiring, but it, potentially because of the excitement about having your own leaf and then the early hour. But when they found the leaf, it was like a light switch went on. It automatically was obvious to me that this was the one. It gave me my husband's name. It gave me my father's name. It gave me my mother's name. The day of the week I was born in, the month, the date, the year, how many siblings I had, how many children I had, this was it. You are born a second born child for the parent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the husband name, you know, like Roger, Roger, like that connected is there. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes, correct. Yes. The husband, eh, Roger. Yeah. Father name, like Alvar, Alvar, like that name. Wow. Father name. Yes. Father name, Alvar. Yes. yes, it's looking good. Yes. 
Yes. This was my life and it was pretty exciting. I'll say that. Now, my particular reading was done by the main Maharishi, Augustier. And my thumbprint name was broken into three aspects. So it divided my life into three periods, I guess I would say. It surprised me to hear my life described that way, but it was very accurate. I'll let you have a listen. The thumbprint is very important. The secret in all of this, as I explained before, lies in your thumbprint. It's the only thing that cannot be changed, really. It's your red thread throughout your life. You were born with this. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. It's here to help you understand your life's journey in general direction better. Now, you're very blessed, I should say. Uh, Shiam knows because this is a beautiful thumbprint name to have. It really is. It's a blessed uh, thumbprint name. Uh, there are a lot of folks that are not as blessed as you are because there are some parts of thumbprint names that are a lot more challenging than you might possibly um, imagine. So yours, all three of them are beautiful. Really, they are. Your thumbprint name stays with you your entire life. It never changes. It's you. But what it does is the energy starts shifting. Your thumbprint name is a three-part name. That means your life can be divided up into three, three parts. The first 25 years-ish, the next 25 years-ish, and the final 25 years-ish. If you turn 90, then it's 30, 30, 30, you know? So it's just a, a guideline uh, when it comes to uh, sections of your life. So when you were born, when you were young, the energy focused on Urusuri. Urusuri means one energetic cycle. Circle, uh, literally translated, Uru one, Suri, uh, circle. Those who are born under the star, if you wish, with this thumbprint category type in the beginning of their lives is, wow, you are one lucky bugger. What can I say? Because those people who have Uru Suri in them have a lot of abilities, leadership abilities, teaching abilities. They can be high achievers uh, on an academic level, becoming professors. You, you are a natural leader in one way, shape, form, or another. As a teacher leader, as a politician leader, as, I don't know, your own tribe leader, it's in you. You're good speakers, you know, who have Urusuri are good speakers. They can convey message very easily. They can absorb message very easily. So they're smart. You know, they're smart. They're givers. They're leaders. And that is Urusuri in, a, in simple terms. Wonderful. And then you turn, you know, in your later 20s, 30s, 40s into your, you know, early 50s maybe. The energy is shifted from Urusuri. It's still there. It's not gone. It's still there. But to the second part of your thumbprint category name, which means Ven Tamarai. And that means white lotus. Again, as a symbolic term, because white lotus should not be taken verbatim, but as a symbol. And if you look behind Shiam, Goddess Saraswati sits in a white lotus. You can see her playing the Veena, and, and Saraswati is the goddess of many things, the patron saint, if you wish, for the arts, for teaching, and for healing. So you're connected to her. So people who are connected to Saraswati have an inherent gift, if you wish, to be an artist of some sort, to be a healer of some sort, to be a teacher of some sort. And that is you. We can go a lot deeper than that, but for now, you understand that you got the gift in you and you've been utilizing it, I presume, for quite many decades uh, in your life. And then now, you know, you're uh, approaching, you know, you are in the last third of your life, give or take. 
And so from then uh, Tamara, it moved into the last part, which is also beautiful. Again, you know, you're one lucky soul, what can I say? And it's called uh, Kalasham, Kalasam. And that literally translated means pot, if you wish. But it has two very significant meanings. One is connected to a temple as a transmitter, as a protector and transmitter. They are the gopram, are the entrance the entrance of into a temple. We call a gopram, and there you have these uh, these pots. They are, they transfer energy. So when you walk through it, you are being protected. Hence, you as a human in this lifetime, you can help transform people to some extent. You can protect people to some extent. The important part for you is to know this: your transformer, your healer, and the second uh, part is. It's used at home for spiritual purposes. And it has the shape of a body, of a human. You know, the pot, the, you know, the body, the neck, and then it comes out again, head. And that is used for gentle energies at home, related to healing, tranquility, serenity. That is what you exude, and that is what you can give to other people. Now, one of the things that really surprised me talked about my ability to transform and transform energy. I don't really talk a lot about my work here on this podcast, but I do quite a bit of transformational healing exploration. And one of the tools that I use in my healing work is called the diamond ray. I first became aware that I could access this energy back in 2015. I had won a reading from someone in Sedona who told me that I carried both the diamond ray and an energy called the triune heart flame. And when she described the diamond ray energy, she told me that I was one of uh, several people all over the world that had access to the, this, that were the keepers of this energy, and that it was a very intense energy that many people, their electrical systems wouldn't be able to handle directly plugging in. So over the years, I see more and more people that are working with the diamond ray, the diamond light codes. There are a few different ways to explain it, but most of them are not actually channeling it as energy, but rather guiding you through a meditation and having it come through this way. I've been able to actually plug in to this energy and channel it similar to Reiki or the Huna symbols. There's no symbol with the diamond ray though. I've learned how to access it actually because at the same time I won that reading, I also was gifted with a spirit guide portrait from an Australian psychic artist, Sharon Bosmore. And she drew this beautiful picture for me that actually had the diamond ray energy coming in. It was a picture of two guides together in one face. So one guide was on one side and one guide on the other. And together they actually 
resembled me and represented me with this energy coming into me and this energy radiating from me. And interestingly enough, there's been a number of clients that I've worked really in depth with that as we work together, they either receive access to the diamond ray or they receive, I guess maybe for lack of a better word, I would say their own signature energy. So I like to hear the explanation I received about accessing this energy. So I was really amazed that this was part of my reading. It has a vibration energy to protect the people when there is a thunder, you know, the lightning, thunder, it receives. So from the lightning, it receives a light energy. From thunder, it receives the energy and protects the people. So you are a protector and it can make this energy process on you. And those who come to temple, you can give this energy in a positive way. Healing. It's a kind of healing. You can protect people like a lightning conductor. When it hits the house, the house is safe. And that's, that's like you. You can absorb the energies and make sure that everyone's, everyone is safe. Uh, but the gist of it is you are a transformer. That is the gist of it in simple terms. It's your gift. What you do with it is up to you, but you have it in you. So embrace it. And I know you do something with it already. I know that. But now you got the uh, verification from some complete strangers that this is who you are. It's written. Like a phoenix, like bird phoenix, man. So yes. when it is going to destroy, can new things come up from the ash? Like this grain, if it is destroying collection, you can pump up with a new source, new energy, like that for your life. Life is like eternity, eternity, eternal life connected. So it is not an end. So there's a new way for the soul responsibility. So two, one is you can receive the energy and it is a kind of transformation. It's called transformation healing in candle. So what is the duty of this Kalasha means? It consumes the energy. It has its own energy and it receives the energy from this universe, from the sun from the moon, from the universe, and transmit the energy for the people in a positive way, like the magnet, you know, like a vibration energy, like a magnet connected. So, so you have some ability, you have some kind of power, which you can able to give, or which you can able to consume yourself. Now, the reading also included the gifts I come in with, the service that I am here to offer the world. And we proceeded to go into the future in two-year increments, not set in stone, but probable trajectory. I am fortunate that I do not have any karma that I'm here to clean up, but I did have four pujas that were recommended to improve my life and the lives of those I care for. So the first puja was a full moon puja that I started on the full moon and lunar eclipse in May, an auspicious time that both of those things were happening. The second puja that I started was actually for my husband and the exact date was actually my anniversary. So again, a little bit of magic in there. When that puja was finished, then I started a puja to benefit my children and my grandchildren. And that puja started 
on my son's birthday. And as I was just about to start my fourth puja, there was a little bit of magic that happened there. The puja for my children finished one day and my fourth puja was to start the next day. I had been recommended to have a fire ceremony done by a priest in India, and I had agreed for that. The Indian Palm Leaf Institute had to arrange it with the priest and the temple, and I had notification that it would be done on the 14th of July in India. And as that turned out, it was exactly happening through the night between the third and the fourth pujas. So a little bit of magic there as well. And then all of the pujas were completely finished on the full moon, which was a super moon and a blue moon at the end of August. That moon astrologically is considered to be a powerful time to set intentions, to release negative energy, for manifestation and abundance, and to bring about a heightened sense of awareness and intuition. The magical timing of my pujas also helped to solidify how perfectly divine the palm leaf reading was and the pujas the whole magical symphony that was orchestrated on my behalf. I will tell you that having the fire ceremony was really, really amazing. I did not stay up and attend it live. It was, I believe, probably about two o'clock in the morning for me in my time, noon in India. But I did receive a video of it, beautifully done, I might add. And I sat and I watched my fire ceremony. It was beautiful. I could feel an energy connect and my heart energy open the front of the chakra by the end of the fire ceremony, the back of my heart chakra, the front, the whole thing. It was just radiant, just huge and beautiful. And so I really appreciate the shift that that made for me as well. I found it a really beautiful experience to have a naughty reading. There are many, many people testify how life-changing it is for them, particularly if they have a lot of karma or a lot of issues that they're dealing with in their life. It really helped shift things for them. For me, I did not have karma that I was working through. I have a good life, but it really helped me to recognize that it helped to take the pressure off. I've always felt a lot of pressure that there's something I'm supposed to do, uh, some service I'm supposed to give. And although my life is a life of service, it helped me realize that I'm really in my perfect place and releasing any kind of needs or questioning that I have about that. I felt very deeply grounded, very, very peaceful, very peaceful, and been able to access a real sense of presence within myself since having my reading. 
it really was a, a beautiful confirmation for me. It's a beautiful experience. If it's something that you are called to, I encourage you to explore the possibility of having one. If you're not called for it, there's probably not a leaf for you. But if you're called for it, there could be a huge shift for you. So I hope you've enjoyed exploring my naughty reading and the shifts that it made for me and the little segments that I've shared with you so you could have a taste of it. Certainly, if you have any questions, please reach out to either me personally or to the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute at IndianPalmLeafReading.com. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate your support. Always, always. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Exploring the Mystical Sound of Life. If you enjoy our conversations, remember to subscribe, share with a friend. You can check out all of our conversations on YouTube, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio. Come visit me at ThoughtChange.com to learn what energy medicine can do for you. And we will see you again next time. Bye for now.